If there's anything I've learned from my time caring for the seriously ill, it's to appreciate the extraordinary gift of this thing we call life. Hi, I'm Dr. Kathy Zhang, palliative care physician, author, and speaker. And my goal is to bring the clarity, purpose, and meaning often found at the end of life to help you live your best and most fulfilling existence now. I truly believe everyone on this planet has a purpose, and it's my mission to help you filter out the noise and discover yours. Let's get started. Hello and welcome. Welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter. I hope you all enjoyed story time last week with Kathy. <laughs> and if you haven't checked out episode 10 after this one, we used to have uh, this one pulmonary attending in residency who had some really wild experiences in medicine. And we used to call it story time with Uncle Boyd, or at least I, I don't know who nicknamed it that, but you, you know, like we would pull up a chair around the fireplace and put our elbows on our knees and just listen intently. And, you know, he'd set the scene about how he once had to shove his hand in someone's chest cavity and manually pump the heart to keep a patient from dying. Apologies to those of you who are squeamish, but like I said, he had some wild stories. And it's funny, my coworker came into the office this week and said, you know, I like your podcast, but I got to say, I feel like I should stop listening because I'm getting an unfair glimpse into your life and I feel weird not sharing anything with you in return, which I thought was a nice compliment about my, I guess, vulnerability. At least I believe it was intended that way. So thank you to my coworker. Anyway, I have another story for you, only it's happening in real time rather than a year and a half ago. So about a week or 10 days ago, I was having some skin issues and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to deal with this on my own. I'm going to exfoliate and I'm going to, you know, just heal it on my own. Just thinking that I could just do what I wanted. It was my skin. I knew what I was doing. So of course I put on some exfoliating lactic acid treatment and I ended up putting on a lot more than I usually do. And then I was like, you know what? There's some acne there. Let me put on a spot treatment for acne. That started burning a little bit. And then I was like, okay, you know, I should probably take this off, but I want to do it cleanly. So let me wipe it with hydrogen peroxide. As you can imagine, cue burning, redness, pain, weeping on the, the wounds part, not my part, and a very sleepless night for me. And by the way, I know what you're thinking. Please don't at me. It was 2 a.m. I just discovered Downton Abbey. I know I'm late to the game and I binged three episodes. And mind you, these are 60 minute episodes. So safe to say I was pretty delirious. So I finally managed to fall asleep and I wake up to this big, red, gnarly scar right underneath my nostril. And obviously I freaked out because it's my face. 
So all these things and thoughts start going through my head, like, is this going to scar? Will I have to buy a tube of concealer for every purse to keep in there for the rest of my life? You know, it's a good thing that we're wearing masks because then no one would be able to see this big honker on my face. Just obviously down the rabbit hole, very mentally kind of catastrophizing in a sense. And, you know, after that initial shock, at this point, it's been about a week. There's been a scab, it's formed, it fell off. I'm putting some creams and Vaseline on it and it's healing, healing. And it's probably too soon to tell what it'll look like. My friend is a dermatologist and says it'll probably be about three to four months for it to fade away. And I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. Thank you to my past self for making this not great decision for me and for my face. But all kidding aside, this whole experience has got me thinking about wounds and scars and more importantly, what it takes to heal. We all have scars. There are the ones that we talk about at cocktail parties or point out to a new lover, like show and tell for adults, but with battle wounds instead of our favorite book or a stuffed animal. Like, oh, you know, I got this scar from diving headfirst into a ditch to try and catch a squirrel I was chasing or, you know, I was fighting with my sibling over the last bite of spaghetti and they elbowed me in the face and that's why my nose is crooked or here's my surgical scar, you know, that sort of thing. And of course, there are other scars and wounds that are too hurtful, too traumatic, too scary, and too shameful to even think of let alone speak about. But whether we can see them or not, our scars, our wounds, they all carry a story. And it makes me think of the phrase being scarred for life. You've probably heard of it, you know, maybe even said it about something. And sometimes we can be pretty flippant about it and make jokes and say things like, oh, you know, I, I saw something, let's say it was something cringeworthy and you're like, oh, it scarred me for life, even though it's probably or clearly an over-exaggeration. Or if you ever think about how anyone who's ever drank alcohol has that one liquor that they just cannot touch anymore. It just cannot pass their lips. The sight, the smell of it just makes them wretch like a Pavlovian response. And everyone has their their liquor or their beer or their whatever alcoholic beverage is. You know, it's like, nope, no thank you. You couldn't pay me to drink it because of a previous bad experience. Mine is actually gin, which is a shame since it appears that gin is making a comeback. But you know what? No thanks. Oh, well, I am good. Um all the more Tom Collins and gin fizzes and Negronis for y'all. But there are so many things and experiences and sometimes even people that truly do scar us for life. And so many of us carry those wounds with us, whether it was recent or from what seems like a lifetime ago. You know, like with my wound, something minor and even silly that I'm talking about here. It took maybe a minute to occur and to 
happen and to burn my face. And it's going to take months for it to heal and fade away and hopefully not leave a mark. There's no longer an open wound, thankfully, but the scar is there. And it's, you know, kind of like with our patients. If I'm just getting to meet a patient in palliative care, I don't go in full throttle, crack my knuckles and be like, hey, I heard someone here's got a serious illness. Who's ready to talk funeral arrangements? You know, that's ludicrous, which, by the way, is a common misconception about my field that all we do is talk about end of life and death and dying. But more on that another time. I just bring it up because November is actually National Hospice and Palliative Care Month. So be on the lookout for more myth debunking and information about just our field in general. So as I said, we do need to address these things, our traumas, the things that are making us uncomfortable. I can't help people live out the remainder of their lives the way that they want to get the treatment, get the care that they want to. If we can't even talk about the topic of death, dying, or their life in general. Just as we can't heal from our wounds and our traumas by ignoring them or numbing ourselves so we don't feel the scary, uncomfortable, frightening feelings. But there's a way to do so in palliative care, in our own lives, with our own wounds, that to do so in a way that feels nurturing and safe and compassionate rather than overwhelming and unbearable. So one of the things that I thought about a lot in therapy was talking to my past, talking to my trauma and being like, what are you trying and asking it? What are you trying to help me? What are you trying to tell me? How can I help you? And what can we do to help process what's happened in a safe and healthy way. And I think one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn is that my past, my wounds, my scars, they happened. They hurt me on a deep level. They violated my identity, my sense of self. And I, I suffered for it in one way or another. I internalized it into my identity, and I've had to unlearn what I'm going to share with you now, which is just because it happened to you doesn't mean it is you. If you want to have it define you in a certain way or you wear it proudly, that's another thing. You do you. But just remember that it doesn't have to say anything about you, your character, your values, or your way of life. We do not have to let our wounds or our scars define us. And I think that's also why I'm always constantly inspired by people who have struggled. People who've been through some shit and emerged on the other side, bruised and battered and maybe a little bloody and probably or maybe worse for the wear, but at the same time, infinitely stronger for having done so. It's yet another reason why I'm so obsessed with 
people in general, and probably for that matter, palliative care, just being able to be with these people in this phase of their life. They're, they're people that inspire me, like Amanda Nguyen, who, if you don't know, is an activist who was in college when someone sexually assaulted her. And then she's used that experience to become the founder and CEO of RISE, which is a nonprofit that aims to protect the civil rights of sexual assault and rape survivors. She's passed so many laws through Congress and the Senate. She's addressed the UN. She's even been nominated for a Nobel Prize. Like how incredible of her to be able to take what must have been an unimaginably painful and traumatic experience for her and turn that into something that can help others in their time of need. And to me, the healthiest way forward is to use the wound that you could never talk about, the one that makes you cry just thinking about it, and to process it and address it and heal from it in a way that you can turn that scar into something you're willing to share with the world. And even if you're not willing to share with anyone, to at least finally get out from the chokehold that it has on your life and to be free from it. And maybe you find the strength or the ability to connect with others who have gone through the same. And maybe you're, you'll be so bold like Amanda Nguyen to share your own personal battle scars in service of others. And, you know, it, it's going to take a lot of work to get to that point. Work in feeling our emotions, in grounding ourselves, in slowly unpacking and processing our reactions and our feelings, finding self-compassion and extracting meaning and wisdom from the entire experience, as difficult as it may be. I still have a scar on my face. It's still fresh. And as an aside, trust me, I did not purposefully burn myself to make a point for this podcast. I'm not that dedicated, just a human who makes mistakes from time to time and went a little overboard last week. But, you know, the guilt, the shame, the fear, the anger, the disappointment I felt just with this one tiny little facial burn, like one centimeter wound on my face was something that I had to confront and overcome to be able to let it go, to not hide underneath my mask or to wear a bandage over it and, you know, shy away whenever someone asked me about it. Or if I thought that they looked at me a certain way to be like, oh, what happened to her face, you know, to heal from it. And wounds and scars will heal, but they'll likely leave a mark. And sometimes you can see it, but even if you can't, you may still feel it. Like a piece of a splinter that maybe you got most of it out, but there's still a little bit that remains in your finger. And for me, this is one minor surface level wound, one story. But what if you could do this with all of your wounds? 
what kind of person would you be without the weight of those scars holding you back from the life that you really, really want? That feeling when you come home after a long trip and you just drop everything, your carry-on, your personal bag, your coat, your shoes, your checked luggage, your socks, you just kick it all off and you just feel that incredible lightness. You know, that lightness and that freedom is available to you, but it doesn't come easily. Just like I have to put special ointments and lotions and sunscreen on my wound, your scars are going to need some TLC as well. You know, go to therapy, talk to your loved ones, find a support group, take some time off, step out into nature, meditate, fuel your body with nutritious food and play and create and unwind. And that's your goal for this week is to consider your scars, any scars, any wounds that might still need some healing, some nurturing, some much desired care and find one way, just one, that you can help yourself heal. I'll be doing the same. And as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I'll see you next week. That was our show for today. Thank you so much for allowing us to spend some time together. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and write a review. You can follow us on Instagram at PurposeFilter and on our website, PurposeFilter.com. Join me next time for another episode. And thanks for listening.